And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 29th of November, year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bun and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. Of course, joined by the on again, off again, man who wears the card again, James Edwards the third of the athletic James. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. Dude. Hope everybody had happy a good Thanksgiving. Happy late Thanksgiving. Yep. We actually I was real I was thinking about this the other day. We did not say an early happy Thanksgiving to all of our American based listeners. So Yeah, we did. We will do at, at the end. We? Yeah, at the end I said happy Thanksgiving. Huh, maybe you did. Well, good on you for remembering to do that because I did not remember to do that. Hope everybody had a safe and happy Thanksgiving if you did celebrate it. James, I'm happy because the Pistons road trip is finally done, uh, like two weeks on the road, and uh, yeah, had some fun games in there, but a lot of losses. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly, listen, I get it. There are a lot of people who don't champion moral victories, and I, I totally understand, but um, I mean, to beat Denver and Utah on back-to-back nights, something they haven't done since 2003. Shout out to our guy Keith Black on that. Um, it was their first uh, – well, they actually ended up losing to Phoenix. But, I was going to uh, say. Yeah, I, was, I had a stat, but it was if they beat Phoenix. Uh, so they, they get two wins there. They took Phoenix down to the wire, um, took Sacramento down to the wire, Lakers, Clippers, like – all while missing a bunch of starters. Like, this was a – I thought this was a turning point moment for the organization, I mean, or at least for this season. Like, I, I, I think they're going to win more games than it maybe appeared the first few weeks. I still don't – I still would have smashed the under on 29 um, or whatever it was, 28.5, 29.5, whatever it was. But, like, the tough part of their schedule is done. Uh, for those who are unaware, the Pistons, uh, the Pistons and Spurs had played the most games up until uh, Sunday night, which they played the Cavs, and we'll talk, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. They had pl- those two had played the most games in the league at 21. The Pistons and Nuggets had the most road games at 13, and six back-to-backs uh, through 20 games was 30% of their schedule. And they did most of this without their best player and then – various starters and and important bench players playing so I understand why everybody um is up in arms and and all that but I certainly think that like we're going to see the best of the Pistons starting now Uh, Mm. I think you saw it I mean even dating back to what we saw in Denver and Utah I think that's kind of like the turning point I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs don't and I'm not saying they're gonna get 30 wins uh, but but I could see like I definitely think they're mid twenties. People forget too, and I don't know. You know the Pistons already have five wins. They didn't have they didn't get their sixth win until the calendar turned last year. Like they're on pace to be better than last year's team. I think they were five and twenty three after after New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that could be right. They already have five, and honestly, if we're being like 
missed 12 free throws against the Cavs. Duran missed a dunk. Yeah, which uh, might be the story of the year is the free throw stuff. Yeah, Would you agree with that? It's up there. It's it's quietly is because they're I think they're either first or top five in getting to the line. Attempts, and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. in their middle of the pack and finishing. So that hurts, especially when you're a, a team like that that's endured so many injuries and you're young. But I mean Alec Burks is a bucket. I wrote a piece today. Uh well, today's Monday, but if you're listening to this on Tuesday, you can go read it. Just a man with few words but many buckets. He's just changed them. Um, and Matt Marvin Bagley, you could tell he's starting to feel like himself. He was very good in that Cleveland game on both ends, I thought. Um, then you, I think, I think breaking BNC news, it's, I believe Isaiah Stewart will make his return uh, today as you're listening to this on Tuesday against the Knicks. Wow, okay. Um, Sadiq Bay is back. Slowly, I think Ivy. I don't know if Ivy will play Tuesday, yep. but he. I, I don't think he's out long term, so I would. I'm assuming he'll play some point this week. So I, I think we're going to start seeing the best of the Pistons. Um, cool. That's just me. But yeah, that trip, man. That's a long time to be gone. Well, you and I only I, did I eight uh, days, and they were gone for yeah. twelve. I, I don't remember who brought it up or how you said you came to this conclusion, but but regurgitate the point that you had about the Paris thing and how you had to get a bunch of games out of the way, that whole thing. Yeah, I think a lot of that is um, – so when the Pistons go to Paris, they play the Knicks on the Sunday before they leave, but they don't play till that Thursday in Paris. So there's four days off between – Monday, Tuesday, three days off between, and then three days off after. So they have like six to seven, eight days off in that kind of span – so and and so I'd imagine maybe the Bulls is will end up being more backloaded than the Pistons, but the Pistons had to pay the pay the price up front with that tough schedule and right. uh, having so many games. So that's why they've it kind of if it feels like they've played every night or every other night, that's why they've had to make up for that gap of eight games where or eight days where they probably played four games in that period. So uh, that's a reason why it's crammed early on, but I I think they're kind of out of the woods now. Um, as they've gotten out of this ridiculous part of their schedule, they're also going to start getting a little bit healthier. Sans Cade. Um, hmm. Sans means without, right? Good uses of Sans. Yeah, yeah. Thank I was you. thinking that as forget. soon as you said it, I was like, ooh, nice. And then you, yes, thank good you. job. Um, so, yeah, I, this these last this last week and a half, two weeks, I, I, I was concerned about Detroit. Like, I didn't expect <laughs> them to be good, but, like, the way they were getting their butts kicked almost every other yeah. night was – concerning but after this last week and a half two weeks i feel a lot better about i the the vision's still there that's why you add veterans i don't think they're going to trade burks at the deadline bogey i think you could probably get a lot for bogey so maybe that happens but i still i just think that this team is ready to be better sooner rather than later looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
I got a couple takes. Uh, one of them is about the trade deadline, uh, so it would actually be a better segue. I've had an Alec point, or Alec point, Alec Burks point in the chamber since you brought him up. So let me just get this out real quick. If you're going to be scoring 17, 18 a game, can I get him for more than 25 minutes, please? Let's get 30 minutes a game from Alec Burks. Part of that. What's, part of that's conditioning. Sure. Oh, 100. Yeah, percent He's not there yet. Okay. You think that could be a possibility, though? I mean, in games where he's just cooking, yeah. But I also. So every. Every game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and other guys are just like bad. Killian hasn't been bad in a little bit. Uh, yeah. Ivy's been out. So Kevin Knox has been great. Kevin Knox has been good. He just had, yeah, he just had his first kind of blah day in a while on Sunday. Yeah, um, he's been good. That's what I, th- I think the depth is going to show. I, of course, like the likes of Knox and Killian, we need to see more to believe it. Uh, but they're trending in the right direction. Now, maybe we should have led with this. Um, I bought too many shoes out west too. By the way, did you? <laughs> I just went a little too crazy. Well, we can do that at the end of the show. You can right. tell us what you got. Uh, sometimes the frustrating thing about recording on Mondays, releasing on Tuesday. I swear to God, the Tuesday morning news dump is always significant, and you always get something that you think, "Man, I wish they would have covered that on the BNC," but we had no idea, right? Last Tuesday, and I think we do a good job on this show of guiding people in the right direction in terms of maybe what reports they should and shouldn't listen to, or what you know phrases. Oh, or terminology or terminology to you know to look for um we've said on this show before that teams calling other teams about certain players isn't news because teams do that all the time it's their job james there was a report that came out a week ago mm-hmm. that the pistons have fielded a few phone calls regarding sadiq bay now i believe that they have i believe they've taken a lot of calls we've known that they have uh we've known that the celtics wanted them in i think his rookie year Talk to the people. Should they be concerned? Is this a real thing? What's going on? Uh, I mean, what what do you mean by concern? Like, if you love Sadiq Bay, do you have to worry about him being traded at the deadline? Yeah. I, I lean toward no. So, listen, if I'm not mistaken, the report said the Pistons have received calls about Sadiq Bay. They've picked up the phone. And I believe the report went on to say the Pistons have not shown any interest in trading him, correct? I don't know, but that's what the I, I think that's what the surely, report said, right? Surely, it, it it might have. I don't read him, but it might have. I think that's what I saw. So, um, to me, and I one of the kind of the, the unspoken things in in this field is like if unless it's like something like catastrophic or uh, of of great news, you don't really kind of shit on somebody else's report. Um. Oh, gotcha. I, to me, when you say when I hear they have fielded calls, but they haven't shown interest in trading, I'm like, well, like, what's the news? What's the news? Yeah, and I think everybody just ran with their fielding calls, which is not them shopping Sadiq, which is not them um, enter like the the end of it. Said, and I don't even know. He's not on the block. Part, yeah, I mean, is there a time when Sadiq could get traded? Sure, there's it's possible. Like he hasn't he hasn't shot the ball well. He hasn't. Um, but I think they believe in him, and there's no point in them doing so. Like, we all know, like, at the minimum, Sadiq's an NBA rotation player. They need those eventually. They need those now. Yeah. So I'm under the – like, I just saw people going crazy about it, kind of ignoring the last part of it where it kind of was like, well, then what's the point of this even coming out if they're not even entertaining it? So, um, yeah, I just I, – I don't think Sadiq is – traded at the deadline or anything and i think also i think a lot of this came from um 
So, I mean, I, th- I don't think it's a coincidence that this stuff pops up when he was, uh, even though it only happened for one game when he was put to the bench. So yeah. Um, hey, you know what? I, you know yeah, what I was thinking about? We, we can that. move off of this. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? Remember when Hamadou had the little temper tantrum or whatever the hell that was like a year ago? Yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah. Just something that I totally forgot that happened. I was thinking about it the other day. James, we have a mailbag episode today. <laughs> Let's do we it. We haven't done this in two months. I think September 18th, I believe, was the last date that we did a mailbag. So it's been about a month and a half. Yeah. So we're going to field some questions. I do want to give a quick shout out. I should have done this a few weeks ago. Shout out to former uh, Piston social media extraordinaire, Tina. Shout out for- to Tina. Uh, reaching out to the BNC via email. Uh, shout out to Tina. Tina, your we favorite love Pist- you. We miss you. We love Tina. Uh, your favorite Pistons tweets over the last few years would have come from Tina. I don't know who does it now, but it's not her anymore. Yeah, there's uh, also I don't even know if she people. was the. I don't know if she was the one that was sp- directly tweeting or if she was just she sort was of at the, times. Yeah, she was at times. Ops manager of that. Okay, James. This question comes to us from Joey. Hello, Joey. Subject line, why isn't Jalen Duran a quote-unquote wrong era center? Body of the email. I love watching Duran. He's already one of my favorites on the team, and I'd be excited for him to start. I see his gifts and his immediate impact on the team. But what's stopping him from being one of those, again, quote-unquote, wrong era centers? A defensive-minded rebound specialist without much shooting ability. I know he's been practicing his turnaround mid-rangers, and probably for that exact reason. I've also seen some interior passing ability. What do you think? Is it even a big deal if he winds up in that role? No, not at all. I mean, you. I think rim running. I mean, Jared Allen is traditional wrong era big, quote unquote. They would say, but if Jalen Duran turns into Jared Allen, I think people are excited. Like as we learned in the Pistons, uh, I'm going to call it. They blew a game against the Cavs. Uh, they. It's. It was clear that J- Jared Allen might not be the best player. He's the most important player because they popped the Pistons. By 30 a couple weeks yeah. ago with Mitchell and Garland out, but Allen and Mobley played. This time around, Garland and Mitchell played, but Allen, di- Allen and Love didn't, and you can tell just as important. So I see D- Duran working on his shot a lot in practice. Him and Isaiah Stewart shoot threes together, and he hits he hits a decent amount of them. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised way down the line if they give him that leash to, pay, to spread the floor, but I think for him, yeah, like – the goal is to be a rim protecting, rim running big who is able to to show to flash passing, and maybe they run th- some stuff through him as a hub eventually, as with more experience because of his passing. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's good to have an elite rim running, rim protecting center in today's le- league. I don't think that means wrong era. It's just not as it's just not as it's just not the uh, the topic of conversation in the NBA anymore. Well, so it's in the same regard where, like, like watching the Eagles-Packers Sunday night game yesterday, right? You watch a guy like Jalen Hurts, and you hear them talking about how the quarterback play in the NFL is is transitioning to what it has been in, in college for the last few years, where you need to be this hyper-athletic quarterback who can extend a play, can, you know, run the ball seven yards if you need to to pick up the first. It's kind of the same way that we've been looking at the big man position over the last few years as it's evolved over the last decade. Need to be a little bit more athletic. You know, can you dribble the ball a little bit? Can we switch can you hit you from on three? Defense? Right. And then the question is, well, I think you only need that if your center is your guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Where like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have Rashawn Holmes, though. You'll be totally fine. Yeah. Have Rashawn Holmes. That's great. If you you know Brooke Lopez, I think is a good example, a dude who can kind of defend in the drop, you know, Clint pick and pop, 
Yeah, Clint Capella. There you go. So I think it's contingent on where in the pecking order the center in question is. So for a guy like Jalen Duran, I don't think it matters. Yeah, and he's coming into a situation where it's clear that there's unlike Andre, where there was a time when it was like, okay, Andre's like one of the two guys. Duran's and the other guy was fucking Greg Monroe. Sorry, freaking Greg Monroe or Reggie Jackson or yeah, yeah. So or Brandon Jennings. So it's like yeah. Well, hey, or hey Josh hey, Smith. Hey. No, I'm just saying like it's the Back pecking order is not as clear. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Here yeah. it's like he's coming in a situation where there's Cade Ivy, yeah. Bogdan. Like it's gonna be like he's he's learning the things he needs to learn um, offensively to do what his physical skill set allows him to do at its peak. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I, I think there's nothing wrong if Jalen Duran turns into Jared Allen. I actually think that's a a great thing. Best braids on the team, too. From Lee. Speaking of braids, Livers got braided up Monday morning, so it looks like he'll – I know you're a hair guy. He looks like he'll play in the braids on Tuesday. That's huge. That's huge. He hasn't wow. played a regular season game in the Braids this year. If you can, if you can get a parlay on Liver scoring fifteen and the Pistons winning, hammer it at fifty dollars <laughs> on it. That's the B and C guarantee this week. I swear to God. That's I swear the, to God. Okay, that's the bun guarantee. Sorry, that's the that's <laughs> the buzz guarantee from Lee. Who has been the Pistons' second best player this year after Cade? So he's saying Cade's number one. While Bogdanovich has been great offensively, his defense has not been great. Stewart, before his injury, has been a plus on offense and on defense. So our guy Lee here, go on Isaiah Stewart. Do you agree he was the Pistons' second best player until injured? So is Isaiah Stewart number two? If not, who is? I, th- I think I, it's. I think it's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, th- I think it was Isaiah. If you're factoring in everything, uh, like hmm. best, not necessarily most important because that team needed the bogey buckets and also everybody's gonna tell me i'm biased because i the, all the isaiah stewart propaganda throughout the years but like yeah he was their best defender he was on a heater from three before he got hurt he was getting to the free throw line mm-hmm. I, I mean i think if you're factoring in both sides of the ball uh before he was hurt yeah him and then bogey. what if i but then it's what like if I'm scoring's not- most important Right. See, that's what I was going to say is I think even for as bad as he and it wasn't even atrocious, but for as bad as Bogdanovich has been, quote unquote, on defense, he was 50 times better on offense. And that tilts the scale. You know what I mean? That tilts it in such a way where you're so much better on offense than you are on defense that I think it it almost makes up for it. You know what I mean? It's like world be free. I'll I'll give you 100 points, but I'll score 101. There you go. Yeah. So I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're crazy for saying that. I'm still going to go with Bogdanovich, That's though. That's fine. I'll probably, yeah, it's one of those two. A month ago, we're sitting here like, is he the best player on the team? I'm not bumping him down to third. You know what I mean? Can't yeah. do it. And I'm not even sure. Okay. While, I th- while I think Cade is the best player, I'm not sure that he showed he was the best player before he went down. He wasn't even that great on defense. Okay, I love this question that we're about to read. This is a great point, okay? Hadn't thought about this, hadn't noticed this. From Zach. Hey, guys, one thing I noticed when I watched this team Actually, play is that Actually, let me take that back. Cade was in his bag at the end. Go ahead. Sorry. Cade was the best player. Go ahead. Didn't he only have, like, five points in his last game? Yeah, but might have been a flare-up. <laughs> I am go- I don't know why I'm doing this. I love Cade. He's literally the best player on the team. He's the best player in the world. Okay, from Zach. Hey, guys, one thing I noticed when I watched this team play is that they don't do a lot of gloating or flexing when they make big shots. No rocking the baby or putting the other team to bed or even ice in the veins. Probably in part because they're not doing a lot of winning. But do you guys think this is part of an intentional going-to-work blue-collar culture the organization is trying to instill? Cheers. I think there's a what couple a couple things to that. There, There is some, like, Ivy does ice in the veins. Killian's been doing it lately. 
since he's been <laughs> making them. Um, Sadiq has my the favorite when and one he pounds the. Yeah. He actually did it last night. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kate has that yell that like yeah, where Kate he looks yells. down and he flexes. Yeah, yeah. Stu and flexes. I try I remember. Yep. Yeah, Ivy just kind of. He gets mad. He, I don't know. He does I, the ice in the veins, and he looks. He'll do a look. Yeah, I, I kind of get what he's doing. I kind of get what he's saying, though. He's he's right for the most part. We're not really. And I no, hundred percent. No, no, no. I agree, and I think that goes back to the people versus the person. Like I think it's just they're all kind of quiet guys. Like they're not all. Yeah. I wouldn't say quiet, but they're all. That's just not their personality. Like it, it just goes down to their personality. Got to get a bad guy on the team. Is Victor Wembanyama a bad guy? I hope he's like a uh, villain. I don't think so. So Scoot that way we can. Be. Okay, yeah, that's okay. I can get on board with that. If Scoot Henderson is a villain, then I want him on my basketball team, and yeah. I want to pick second. Cool. Okay, next question. Good question, though. I agree that for the most part, it's not a, and I do think it has a lot to do with them not winning. But yeah, they don't, they don't talk a lot of shit. So, just entertain this one, okay? Just let this question happen. Don't do like a well, we would never do that, okay? Just, just, per, just participate in the question. All right, okay. just saying this beforehand. Let's say Troy Weaver. This is from Lindsay. They ask, let's say Troy Weaver has a gun to both of your heads. Female Sadiq, listener, I wonder? Potentially. Lindsay, I, no, if you're, no. If you're, no, 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 no. Lindsay is, no, 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 no. no so no, no, Lindsay no. Hunter? I'm reading, the e- I'm reading the email. It's not Lindsay Hunter. All right, go ahead. <laughs> like reading the, sorry, the, the email handle. I can see the middle name. It's not. Let's say Troy Weaver has a gun to both of your heads, saying Sadiq must be traded today. He also has Danny Ainge and Sam Presti on the phone, Joe Dumar style. Which deal are you taking? <laughs> Sadiq Bay to Utah for Jared Vanderbilt or Sadiq Bay to Oklahoma City for Poku. I have to pick one. Have to pick one. See, this is why I prefaced it with you gotta play along. Just do the Poku thing. Just do it. <laughs> People like Jared Vanderbilt though. No, they I, do. he seems like a guy Pistons fans would love, but I think he kind of answers a he fills a hole that they have in terms of like long defensive ish wing. And let me tell you something. If Pistons fans are mad about the bull bull thing getting nixed and not falling through, I say getting nixed. I think it was pretty valid why it didn't go through. All, which, by the way, I've been meaning to say this for a few weeks. Shout makes out to Troy Rodney Weaver McGruder look tip dunk too last night. It, yep, shout out to Rodney McGruder. Uh Shout out to Troy Weaver because that train, that train, that trade looks five head galaxy brain in retrospect. That he even had bull bull that he even wanted that he even saw it. Yeah, that he saw that in bull bull, and now he's like, we already have Victor Wembanyama in the league, and we don't need him anymore. I like how you flipped that. It's insane. That. Yeah, I like how you flipped that. So, because Pistons fans wanted Bull Bull, shouldn't they also want Poku? It's the same guy. It's the same guy, just worse. Well, I don't Poku's know. He's kind of looked like an NBA yeah, player Poku's this year. Yeah, done like yeah. NBA player stuff this year. I yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Vanderbilt's a better player. Yeah. And he fills a need for the Pistons. <laughs> I believe in Poku. Like, I'm not even going to say Poku's going to be an all-star. I'm not that crazy. But, like, I think there's a world where, like, we're, like, like Poku's a bucket. I like Poku. Uh, but I, I would probably say Vanderbilt. Hey, we talk about the, the, the element and the mystery of the unknown a lot on this show. And that's kind of still what you get with Poku is like, yeah. is this like how we said this year? We're like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Wait. So you're okay. How and, is but this going to go? Who knows? Yeah. It's like, how right. is this going to go? How is this going to end? Right. Uh, okay. See, that was another good question. I love that one. Fun little mental exercise there. This one from Daryl. I also love this one. I flagged this one. I like gold starred it because I was like, I love this question because he brings up an interesting point from Daryl. The Pistons average age is 25 years old. Some of the best teams in the league have an average of 25 to 26. 
Denver, New Orleans, Golden State, and Atlanta. 25 to 26, average age. How long does the quote-unquote young team excuse apply? I love Casey, but at some point it's about wins and losses. At at what point does the lack of talent issue become a need-a-new-voice issue? Ooh, Daryl. Uh, all right, so I understand what he's saying, but I think I think it's a little skewed, um, and especially now because of the injuries. So, yeah, their average age – Grab it. let's grab a calculator really quick. Do you have one handy? I can get one offhand. Yeah, give me, give me just. A, How a many second. of their, if everybody's healthy, right? Yeah, How I many of their older players are regularly in the rotation? So that changes things. Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah. twenty-five, but all right. Yeah. So, let's let's add up the age of the players who are in the rotation. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. So, so twenty-three, Marvin Bagley. Twenty-three plus. Twenty-three, Sadiq Bay. Twenty-three plus. <laughs> Bojan, 33. 33, plus. Burks, 31. The number one Pistons podcast in America, everybody. <laughs> Cunningham, 21. 21. Diallo, 24. <laughs> Duran, 19. Hayes, 21. 21. You guys can skip ahead. It's okay. Ivy, we'll 20. We'll doing this for a minute. Did you get Ivy. Yeah, I got it. All right, so Corey, we would agree, is probably not in the rotation if everybody's healthy. That's not true. He wasn't until everybody got hurt. He was playing at the beginning of the year, him and Killian. No. That was the second unit. Yeah, and then he got benched shortly before everything. Okay, is that all the players? Who no, else do we not need? even close. Okay, 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 okay. So we'll leave him out because that's okay. that's 31 years of – and he's been playing well lately, don't get me wrong, but he, you know what I mean. Kevin Knox, 23. 23. Livers, 24. Magruder and Nerlens are not in the rotation. That's 31 and 28. Don't add those. I'm not adding those. And then no. Isaiah Stewart, 21. Okay? Yeah. So do divided by, divided divided by, by what, one, like 10? two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Divided by 11. 12. Oh, I also messed it up, and it says 263.9. I was worried about this happening, where we spend five minutes doing math, and then I input no, we're do- something well, we're wrong, doing and it, it again. doesn't work. We're doing it again. Well, we'll do it off the show, no, and you can tweet it tomorrow. No, no, no. We're doing it now. Do it again. You Ladies ready? Ladies and gentlemen, s- skip ahead five minutes. I'm sure we're going to be talking about something. No, people want to know this answer. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Are Go you ahead. ready? Yes, I'm ready. 100%. 23. 23 plus. plus. 23. 23 plus. 33. 33 plus. 31. 31 plus 21 21 24 plus 24 19 plus 19 21 plus 21 20 23 okay 24 how many guys are on this team 21 plus 21 okay then we're gonna do equals 283 divided by let me make sure one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and I didn't include okay. the two-way guys. So it's two hundred and eighty-three divided by twelve. It is twenty-three and a half. So we lose a year and a half. Yes. So we are now. Uh, I, uh, hopefully, Daryl, that gives some clarity as to why we stink. Because technically, we're actually a year and a half younger. You see how James? That's a that's that is a front office trained spin right there no, by it's James not. Larry Edwards the no, third of no, the no, Athletic. No, no, I no. love it. Now let me I'm let me pull, I'm pulling up now the NBA youngest teams by age. 
Yeah. Okay. And well, I, I'm just cor- curious. What's the, are you just is the is the overarching point here that the Pistons are actually younger than what that figure would suggest? Because you're yes. right. Yeah, Technically, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Because you're you're Magruder and Nerlens are factored into that, but they don't play. Yeah. yeah. And then you, they also Corey and Corey started the year and then he didn't play. So he like I don't think he's in the rotation if everybody's healthy. If Cade's back and everything, so that's I would be. I tell you what, if I'm a Heat fan, I'm looking at Udonis has I'm like, bro, you're killing this metric. You're killing this for us. You're 47 <laughs> years old, get off the team. I still don't know if Nikias Duncan is right about anything, which he's, to be fair, usually right about everything. The Udonis thing had should have ended five years ago. Yeah, I mean, he should just yeah, he should just have a uh, coaching job. But I just don't get it. Go so ahead. I also didn't factor in Buddy and Braxton. They don't play. That's well, 23 and 25. Don't have to. So what was the number it came out to? 23 and a half. That would put them as the second youngest team in the NBA. OKC is 23.14. Houston is 23.58. And here's the thing about OKC is you don't need to do the mental gymnastics that we just did. No, exactly. And it's not even mental gymnastics. It's like, yes, I understand what he's saying. In totality, they're 25, but those guys don't play. Most of the minutes go to the young guys. So um, I understand his frustration for sure. Uh, I would also, also argue... And I think these last two weeks show it, and maybe people will disagree with me. I I don't think Dwayne is the reason that this team wasn't competitive for the first two weeks because what happened, young players were gone, more veterans mm-hmm. were able to play, and they've been – They also played some of the best teams in the league yeah. immediately. And they've, and they've been – they haven't lost by double digits. They've won two games back-to-back on the road. I – think this like shows that like the young guys just take a little bit to play team winning basketball and that lakers loss is still bothering me you're up by 14 in that game have no business losing the the fourth quarter of the Cavs game doesn't feel great i don't love scoring 16 points as a professional basketball team in a corner i don't love it yeah and i there was just some really boneheaded plays i mean again if they make if they only miss eight free throws or only miss six free throws instead of 12 and duran makes a dunk they win the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. This one's kind of long-winded, but it's a it's a break from the action. And it's something that uh, I'm going to give you the, the floor here. Because people always ask these questions, whether it's on Reddit, on Twitter, no matter where it is. People ask these questions all the time. And I think it's always really good that you uh, re-up your recommendations. So we're going to do that really quick. Bit of a long-winded one here uh, from Steven. Okay. Hi, Nick and James. Firstly, love the pod. As someone who didn't even watch basketball three years ago, I cannot believe I am this obsessed with a team, and you guys are a massive reason for that, so thanks. Keep it up. You hear that, James? Keep it up. Thank you so So, much for that. I need your help. Myself and my friend, who is a Pelicans fan, are coming over from the UK to Detroit in January for the Pistons vs. Pels game, our first NBA game. That's cool. We're then flying into Toronto, driving to—wait, I'm sorry— Sorry, we're flying into Toronto, driving to Detroit, and then on to Cleveland and Buffalo. Should get to four NBA games in six days, and then we're back home. This sounds like an awesome journey. That's cool. So my question is, is there anything you'd recommend doing while we're there? Good spots to eat, best areas for a drink, anything to avoid. Also, best value for money seats uh, in LCA would be appreciated. I know very little about Detroit as a city, and I always think asking natives is better than Google. I know this isn't Pistons-based, so feel free to ignore, but I know you mentioned on the pod you like answering different questions rather than who are we drafting and will we trade Sadiq. <laughs> well, unfortunately, we did tackle the yeah, Sadiq thing today business. because of me. Well, it was timely, though. It t- actually we, made we sense. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, okay, keep up the great work. Hopefully see you at a game. James, not Nick, 
though. <laughs> didn't didn't say he hopes to see me again. Well, he Thanks, Stephen. He knows. Yeah, he knows you're not around. Yeah, I'm I'm goofing around. Okay, so the question here: rehash your recommendations for the city of Detroit. Since, hey, matter of fact, he said he's going to be in Cleveland. He's going to be in Toronto. You know, Should any I of give these him places. Some spots. All right, Sweetwater. So, so I don't I don't know necessarily what you're into. So this is a little bit harder. Um, but in terms of cool places, I would rec if you're into like if you like if you drink. Uh, and I'm not talking about like get drunk. If you like, if you like to have a drink, I would recommend the Shelby, uh, which is a secret bar. Uh, there's a there's a coffee shop called Down Under downtown, and there's a secret bar in the back of the coffee shop. It's like a it's an old bank vault. So you make a reservation, or if it's not busy during the day, you just go to the the barista at the front of the coffee shop. And be like, hey, we'd like to go to the bar. They'll take you in there. They'll tell you to close the door behind you, and it's like a cool lounge with like Shaw Day's playing it's dark it's a bank vault it's sick so the Shelby um is my is my I like hanging out there um if you're in like if you're into like clubbing I would recommend Deluxe Flux just like a kind of cool it's the place if I'm sure you've seen people take Instagram photos there with like the the, the there's like the the flyers and it's like translucent colors like you I'm sure you've seen people Take like it's the ultimate Detroit Instagram shot. Uh, it's a bar. It's pretty cool. Um, if you're into clubbing, uh, if you're into food, Greek Town, uh, the Golden Goat, I believe it's called in Greek Town is good. Middle Eastern. Um, my favorite pizza in Detroit is Comos in Ferndale, which is right outside of Detroit. It would be like a 15 minute lift ride. Um, what else do I? If you never had uh, Coney dogs, I would recommend American or Lafayette. Do Lafayette. American is technically better. The vibes are way better in Lafayette, though. Yeah, I mean, if you want to try a Coney dog, I would do that. Just do both. Yeah, yeah do just both do one and, of each. You just compare. do both. Right across the street. Well, not even right across the street. They're just right next door to each other. Yeah, I would recommend going to Eastern Market. and just like It's going to be cold in January, but walking around, there's some, some cool spots there. If you're into sneakers, check out 218 um, in Eastern Market. If you're check out if you're into vintage clothing and, and sneakers, t- check out my guys Vintage Vault and Clawson. Um, there's some good. I don't fo- know if uh, good food I don't in know Mexican punch, town. Punchbowl punch Social, Social still it's open? It's not open yeah. anymore. What? It's like a lion's tailgate place now. Yeah, it closed during COVID. Um, what? It's still open here. That's insane. Yeah, that place w- I, that would have been my wreck. You're su- you're such a simp. Are you going to recommend you go to KFC too or Taco Bell? What's wrong with Punchbowl Social? I'm just joking. It's a chain, but yeah. Um, I was jumping in there. Oh, no, I got I've had fun it. in there. I've had fun in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I tell you what, so it, this guy's email, spots. he said he's coming from the UK, but he didn't say where. I would say he's too polite in the email, so I don't think he's Welsh. Because if he was Welsh, I think it would have been a lot. <laughs> it would have been a lot shorter of an email. So I'm going to say I think this guy actually might be English. I don't think he's Irish. I hope, hopefully he's a Spurs fan, Tottenham. I don't think Scottish... Oh, you said Scottish. Exist. No, no, no. I'm oh. saying I'm saying because Scotland's yeah, in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying I don't think Scottish basketball fans exist. He, this guy has to be English. My guess is English, yeah, but I feel like he would have said England. You know what's interesting about the UK? Because if you're from... It, well, they, well, unless you're from... Well, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to make a Northern <laughs> Ireland joke. But it's weird because if you're from America, you're like, I'm from Michigan. But if you're from the UK, you just say the UK. It's like, but yeah, where though? Yeah, we we got to know. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. There we go. Hopefully Alrighty, that helped. Steven. There you Rex. Have fun on your trip, dude. That yeah, sounds that's awesome. awesome. Hopefully run into you. 
Okay. Uh, we also got an email saying that I should root for the men's team in the World Cup. I will say I am. Shout out to us for drawing against they look England. good that was they look good super against, hype. they should have won that super fun big game today as you're listening to this against iran against against iran yeah i which i should be that's free right that's free uh, we got our team's young and they beat they've got a 2-0 win yeah i mean we just got to see some goals going i don't know we should win we should win but i'm not i don't it's not a guarantee so we got an email a week ago uh the day that the last pod released uh he said feel free to share this psa on the pod this is interesting. Just want to throw this out there. James, as two people who are not licensed medical professionals, we do spend a lot of time speculating about medical decisions on this show, as one does. Who does? When you're, we, we does. We do? We speculate about medical do. decisions? I mean, it's always fun. Or do I couch it as me saying I think when I know? I'm just goofing around here regardless. Oh, I thought the email just, said this. No, 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 oh, no, no, I thought no, he was no, saying, no. okay, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I apologize. The guy in the email I can see how it. that would have been yeah, confusing. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was making a joke about how I think it's funny that dudes in their 20s and 30s, if they have a podcast, will give a bunch of medical advice while not having any medical yeah. background. So I was just making For a sure. joke about it. But this guy is a medical professional. Okay. Cool. Hey, guys. Love the show. From William. I just finished listening to your latest episode. I got to say this about the Cade injury. I am a nationally certified and state licensed athletic trainer. So you could say you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. Remember when Kevin Ware from Louisville uh, had his tibia pop out of his skin? Yeah. Yep. Broke his leg. We, we all remember it. Day. I've seen it like a hundred times. He had a finial stress fracture. Finial? Fibial? Is that finial? Stress fracture that wasn't properly managed. Just a couple Saturdays ago, an Indiana State wide receiver landed from a jump, and his tibia broke through his skin, and he was rushed to an emergency uh, room for emergency surgery. He had a tibial stretch fracture that wasn't properly managed. So, yeah, it is 100% the right move to shut Cade down. Uh, or for him to have surgery. He is our franchise player, and he's 21 years old. I work in an orthopedic clinic, and we shut down athletes for a minimum of one month if they have anything even closely resembling a tibial stress fracture. I am so tired of seeing dumbasses on Twitter saying, quote-unquote, it's only shin pain, or, quote-unquote, it's just a stress fracture. Feel free to share this PSA on the pod, Will. So, Thank you, Will, for the medical information, assuming I believe that you are an actual medical doctor. It would be a weird thing to it lie about over weird, an email we, we, on a podcast yeah. that isn't that consequential. Yeah. But I will say it's funny because around the same time a week ago, people were getting mad at other people for suggesting that this had anything to do with Cade's diet. And I agree that it would be weird to be like, because he's a vegan, that means his bones like aren't good. But that was a real stance that people were taking like a week ago. And then I saw somebody be like, well, didn't Nick mention this on the BNC? No. I made a joke because Cade wasn't scoring early in the season that maybe he needs to eat a hamburger or something to get a little bit more energy. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was injured. I was making a goof. Yeah. So I'm just I just want to clear that up real I didn't, quick. I didn't see people saying that, but I have seen, and that's part of the reason why I wrote the story last week where I talked to a medical doctor about why Cade is weighing rest for surgery. Like, because mm-hmm. I have seen people say like it's just a stress fracture, it's just this. It's like no, it's just not that, and it could linger, and he could miss time every year. Uh, if it doesn't heal with rest, which isn't guaranteed. So, listen, the Pistons understand Kate is a franchise player. They're not going to – they're going to – they've I've reported, they've recommended that he get surgery, but they're not yeah. going to – you can't force somebody to do something. He's got to be comfortable with the decision. He's been doing research. He's been talking to players who have gotten um, – who have had similar injuries. Um, he's doing his homework, and I, I couldn't find anything that he's ever underwent surgery. There could be fear of that, like – I underwent surgery. That shit was scary. 
I was asleep. Can I ask you a dumb? They gave me amnesia, fam. I was out in thirty seconds for like if. <laughs> And then I woke up and I was back in the same spot, but they had been working on my shoulder for four hours. Like, I understand that shit's scary. This might be a dumb question. I don't know how this works. I've never had surgery. I've never had a major medical procedure ever. Mm -hmm. So when you're planning to get surgery, I'm assuming you have to plan it decently in advance, you know, get some checkups beforehand, make sure they have a bunch of information. You don't just go to the doctor and say, they say, hey, we got to do surgery on this thing tomorrow. That's not how it works, right? No, 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 no. So do you think when you're a professional athlete that there's like an express lane? Like, oh, you smoked your knee. You need to repair a oh, bunch of like, yeah, yeah. tendons well, and ligaments. Well, they have team physicians and doctors. Yeah, those are the people that do it. Yeah. Yeah, but they're not doing surgery. The team doctors aren't doing surgery. No, like the doctors that you see run out on the floor when somebody has a bloody nose. But like there's doctors that aren't behind the bench that are like doctor doctors. There are team medical doctors. Right. That do right, surgery. But like they have a team surgeon. The Pistons have a team surgeon? Yes. Do people know this? Am, am, do I, I sound ass- weird right now? I, mean, no I don't way know if people, people know that, but I think they would assume. It's not like, with all due respect, yeah, they're not walking into Hurley Hospital and having yeah. Kate Cunningham get his, 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 his no. There's, there's. I thought they would just, like, send him to U of M and they, some, like, you know, highly touted surgeon, like Dr. Strange or something. I don't just, know like, if fixes every up his team knee. has a team physician, but, like, the Pistons do. So they have a guy who is – the the Pistons have a designated guy on the payroll who just does surgeries as his job. What does he do? I mean, he'll do, like, surgeries for other athletes, too, like, that aren't associated with the Pistons, like, through recommendation. But, like, if the Pist- somebody on the Pistons needs surgery, I'm pretty sure that that guy or gal gives – does the surgery, yes. Do you know who it is? Oh, yes, you don't know I who do. it is. You said I do guy. know who it is. Oh, can we have them on the show? <laughs> I don't know if I can even, like – they're so, like – Low key, I don't know if I can like blow up their spot. Very nice person though. I've interacted blow up their with spot. Him. What I've is re- this? Some fucking Illuminati secret know. circle like, of surgeons? I don't know. He's he's a he or she is a physician. Like I don't know if they want. I don't know. I'm just being. So safe. you know who they are, yes. but you don't know their. Ide- okay, All right. I know their identity. Well, I know who they are. I know their name. Something's going on them. here. There's some funny business going here. I'll just move on. I'll get off of this for you. I can see the red laser getting trained. There's on no your funny business. I just don't. I, that's like the Pistons also have like a team psych- psychologist, but like oh, that makes sense though. Yeah, but like they can't talk about shit, so like I'm not gonna like put their name out there. Like it's such personal information. Like I don't know, they play behind well, the scenes. I guess there's a t- I, to me there would be a difference, but t- I can see why getting information. I'm not trying to get like information out no, of a surgeon. I, I'm not I just think you it's are. a really interesting. Yeah, job. I just don't know if yeah. I, I just I just don't know if how known it is. I just would rather be safe than sorry. Well, when you're doing an interview, can I, ooh, here's a, I was thinking about this. I had a story idea for you. Ah, I'll say it off the pod because I don't want to get people excited. No. But when you're interviewing no. it, no, 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 no. no. It, trust me, it, it's better if I just say it off the show. Uh, and if you like it, then we'll bring it up next week because it might be a good idea. But anyways, you're interviewing when you're interviewing a doctor for a story. Are you putting out feelers on Twitter, being like, "Hey, who's a doctor? I need a, I need a quick soundbite for a story." Um, How do you find a doctor? Well, I have the person I used. Uh, Shout out to Deepak. It was I, somebody I went to high school with went to, is that like just finished up at Stanford Middle School School and he knew the guy who ends up, um, ended up like doing, it's like just becoming a sports doctor. Uh, so wow. he, yeah, that, and the gentleman I've used, I used him a while ago, but now he's since done other stuff for reporters at the Athletic. He's worked for ESPN, like not worked for, but he's done been sourced in stories for espn bleacher point uh report us so it's a i met him through a a mutual friend gotcha do you have like a primary 
care provider? Like, do you have a guy who's like, yeah, that's my doctor. That's my doctor. Yeah, I have a doctor. That's wild to me. That's I've I've be I've been so, as a 24 year old. I'm so disillusioned by several things. One of them being like the medical process. Like I had health insurance by myself as an adult for one month. One month I had it. <laughs> And I didn't get to see a doctor, didn't get to see a therapist, didn't get to see anything. So I don't have a doctor. If I need to go to the doctor, I go to an urgent care. Uh, I'm disillusioned by the education system with college and student loans and everything. I don't know how any of that works. Don't get it at all. Um, that one and I'm then of, actually. The, yeah, I, I am pretty lucky about that. The third one, the third major American thing that I'm disillusioned by is the housing market. I believe firmly, as a 24-year-old, I will never own a home. In my life. You're just like, you think it's like insurmountable? I don't think it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe it. I'm still like, just I'm like still a guy. There. I, like, I feel like I could go get a house now, but like, I don't know how the process works. It's tough, man. It's weird because I've been with some friends when they, you know, are viewing houses and stuff like that. And it's really fun, you know, being with a realtor and, you know, looking around a house is really fun. But then you're like, what's the down payment? Like, what yeah. is the, how long do I have to be doing this? And then it's, it's, it's wild, man. And it's weird because even places like Howell now were like 10 years ago. Yeah. Go buy a house in Howell. You'll be fine. Dude, you can't even do that anymore. Who will be fine? Well, I mean, <laughs> financially oh, you okay. will be fine. Yeah. You'll be fine okay. financially if you are living in Howell, but you know what I mean yeah, though? Yeah, yeah. Like even a place like that, like if they get Fowlerville, I don't know where people are supposed to go. Yeah. If they run up the budget in Follower, I don't know what's supposed to happen. Okay, Shout a little lighthearted question from yeah, uh, no, I covered from Jacob when I was a high school reporter. Go ahead. Did you really? From Jacob, I'll skip to the end of this one. A little bit more long winded. I've I've read the email twice over, Jacob. Thank you. Is very this much our for last this. one? I could do. I think like two more. Okay. Uh, very simple. Lumal Nadis or Buddies, Chicago versus Detroit. Buddies is overrated, but I've never had the place that you said in chicago it's just such a garbage i've just always hated that take that's fine buddy's overrated because it tastes like chicago pizza just don't put the pasta on top of the cheese and pepperoni i'm getting frustrated james why don't you i'm trying to find this last question that i really liked so while i'm trying to find it why don't you go over the sneakers that you got in los angeles or not in los angeles but on the west coast trip (sighs) they were all in los angeles unfortunately um, so for ooh ooh, we got an email really quick. Yeah, an email in real time. This just came through. Oh, sweet. Uh, question for the mailbag from Tom: Who is over? Who is overperforming most versus expectations so far on the roster? You could make a case for four or five guys. He did not name the four or five guys, but he said that four or five guys. There could be a case that they're overperforming their expectations. It's a good question. Um. A week or two into the season, I would have said Ivy. Yep. He's come. I, 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 I still might. He's come back down to earth a little bit, but yeah. I've been nothing but impressed by him. I didn't expect a ton from Duran just because he was so young. He's been impressive. He's has, I, he has his moments again. But because he, he's a new player and I'm a fan, I expected him to be amazing. Yeah, I was just expected him to just, you know what I mean? So you're the people technically, in my yeah. Right, right. Um, Killian? To, I don't know if many people... Like, I legitimately, when Killian has his feet set and he's shooting a three, I, I'm, like, thinking it's going in. Uh, that has never been the case. So, yep. I think that's a big thing. Um, am I missing anybody? I knew Alec Burks was a bucket. I didn't know he was a bucket. 
Like I've watched Alec Burks yep. for years, but like when you see it in person, the way he draws fouls, yeah, the smoothness he plays with, like, a lot of vet moves. Burks, yeah, Burks is Burks is is a fun watch. Um, am I missing? I mean, you could say Knox. Stop. Based on he the played, last two weeks, no, no, no. He that had two count. and a half good games. He had two and a half good games. I'd say three, but all right, that's fair. Okay, I'm sorry. He had three good games. We've played like twenty. I didn't think he would what even are we play doing right now. I agree. And he has played, and he played three and a half good All games. Right, right. And I, you know, I, I, I'll apologize to him. I was him just for trying like to think of who his four or played, five would have been. I feel like I hit hit the nail on the head. Killian. Yeah, I think Killian has shot the ball in both the mid range and the three. I mean, he has shot it better. Like, there's no question. Uh, but technically, this is just like what we've have been expecting the whole time. He's just finally doing it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what you've been hoping for. It just hadn't happened, and then you kind of get through it, and you're like, "Is yeah. it ever going to happen?" And then it happens. He still needs to like improve as a finisher at the rim, but like his jump shots are going in when sure. his feet are set or in the mid range. Cool. I have this uh, last question. Do you want to do this first or the shoes? Probably best uh, to just find fin- the shoes aren't all. And we don't even have to talk about the shoes. Let's do the last question. Okay, let's do the last question. I'll speed ahead a little bit. Uh, we got a kind of longer one from our guy Hannon here. But I'll skip to the end here. I've been listening to you guys for over a year ooh, while working ooh. on renovating an historic building downtown in downtown Detroit that will be a bar in a year or so. Oh, sick. I was also – I can't wait to get an invite to that grand opening. Free Bun and Cardigan live. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, there we go. Is, can, we do the, can we do the opening? Bun and Cardigan live from – this bar from wherever this bar is yeah, and will have to send a follow-up to us yeah. it'd be weird to we're commit just to inviting this ourselves advance, to, we're inviting yeah, ourselves yeah. to free drinks and, and doing opening night podcast for them and if it's not free drinks we at least get like two free drink tokens or something yeah. give me you know we give us something give us a little something to wet the we, beef, just, right? yeah, or, we, or, we just gave free promo yeah and we and that yeah that's true because then we'd fill up the bar yeah, like, I, we could fill we'll up a talk. bar in downtown Detroit. Send we could do that in downtown Detroit. Yeah, we don't need to invite ourselves. But yeah, we do. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. We're, Anyways, we're joking, by the way. But hit us up. Kind, for real. Ki- well, we're kind of joking, but send an email, and maybe we won't be joking. I was also listening to you a while while I was out west, training my body at an altitude, trying to get big like Bay. <laughs> big like does, Bay. Does any normal person like if this guy just sounds like a guy who just does construction, which is great? Well, I don't know. You kind of need to be in shape for that. So yeah. maybe this guy needs that. Because if you're like me and you're just a guy, don't go to the mountains to train. You don't, What are you training for? Yeah. This guy sounds like he might need it, though, so I'm not going to crap on it. Okay. In any case, as I work on the bar space, my question to you both, with the biggest bar night of the year approaching, what would you say is the most slept on slash underrated bar slash venue in the city? The place that you like to frequent that isn't too busy or too uppity, but always has the right vibe. Right vibe. I've lived in and around the city for years now, and I have some thoughts on the matter, but curious to hear your response. James, Yeah, I will have to ahead. answer for Chicago. All right, go ahead. I won't be able to do Detroit. Go ahead. For Chicago's sake, Tin Lizzie is great. I've been there. Tin Lizzie's awesome. Um, if you live in Chicago, especially if you're on the north side and you're a Pistons fan who listens to this podcast, there's no chance you don't know what that bar is. It's a Detroit sports bar. Um, it's great. They have a bunch of little, great little games in there. You're six beers deep and you're playing ring toss. It's fantastic. Um, does get a little rowdy, though. So if you catch it on like a Thursday afternoon, it's a lot better than it would be on like a Saturday afternoon when it gets all like fratty and gross. Um, right across the street from there, there's a place called Gaslight. I like that. Um, I also don't drink that much. So like my bar 
knowledge isn't great. Like, you know, then there's places downtown on what division, like the lodge, the lodge is awesome. Kind of helps to be a regular there though. Cause if you're not, then the vibes are a little bit weird. Um, but it's great, man. I mean, it's also Chicago. So like everybody's just nice everywhere. Got the Midwest vibes. Um, Tin Lizzie's probably my favorite though. Yeah. What do you think, James? Uh, I, I've been there. I like that. Um, yeah, I did. Sorry. Uh, I was reading the thing. Um, yeah, so I mentioned the Shelby earlier, which is like the secret bar, speakeasy inside. It's a little, it's a little uppity. They try to make it uppity, uh, but the vibes are cool. I don't know if this like if you like like smoothed out R and B and stuff. It's it's a good spot. Um, Del it's like Mar. that place in it's like that place in Los Angeles. You dragged me with all the records. You went there with Omari again, didn't you? Twice. Yeah. Shout out to Twice. Gold, shout out to Goldline. Yeah, I love Goldline. Did you get that pizza? No, we did. I wasn't able to. Long, it wasn't not even a long story. I just wasn't able to. Worked my ass off. You did. getting you that address. You did. I thought about it, and when I was hungry, I was like, I don't really feel like getting in another lift to go over there. <laughs> um, the Shelby Del Mar is a good sports bar, specifically in the summers. Um, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't drink a lot either. Where else do I go? Um. You just drink oh, at home. Oh, Cobbs in Midtown. Hmm. I like Cobbs. Queens Bar. It's kind of the pretty people who know these spots know these spots. Maybe except the Shelby. You, you drink on a plane? You ever got a drink on a plane? I actually, so I caught the red eye from Denver to Detroit. I had yep. a flight at 1258, and I was just like, oh. I wanted to make sure I went to sleep. So I said, and I have first class upgrade, so you get a drink before. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. I just said, F it, and I got a Jack and Coke. <laughs> I've been blitz, I've been blitzed for a flight one time. It was summer league coming back from Vegas. We had a athletic summit where it was like we were basically a, a party in Vegas. Um, get to, we had a meeting and then a get to get a get together party. And I was drunk. I got drunk there, and then I had a red eye flight out. So by the time I got, I I fell asleep before everybody boarded, and I didn't wake up till we landed. So the only time I've ever flown first class was earlier this year, and I did it because um, I was like, you know what, man? Like, I it might not be on that many more flights this year. I was like, I was going back to Los Angeles, and I just did it because it was only like 500 bucks or something. I say only, which is just ridiculous. But, like, because of the day of the flight and all the time, I was going to have to spend like $300 anyways. I was like, this honestly just doesn't seem like that bad of a deal. I was like, I might as well just do it. It wasn't, I don't think it was 500. I think it might've ended up being that when I had to like, uh, do, uh, um, baggage and stuff like that. But anyways, I didn't know about the drink. Yeah. And so I sit down and they're like, yeah, do you want like a pre-flight beverage? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What can I have? And they gave me a bunch of options and she said champagne. And I was like, what word? So I, I finished the champagne. They're still boarding the flight and she walks over, doesn't say a word and fills it back up. And I go, I was like, what? Yeah. So the whole flight, she's, this woman just pumping me full of champagne. And then she's like, what do you want for food? And I was like, what? Got some chicken risotto, had no idea. And then at one point I took a nap, woke up, they filled my glass while I was, I was asleep for five minutes. But the problem was because it they it was a different woman that must have filled it because the liquid looks the same instead of champagne it was moscato so it was just a very different uh it was a wild switch up expecting to drink champagne and you drink moscato so i was definitely a little bit drunk for that i had also probably taken like 50 milligrams or something before that flight so i was definitely feeling it i tell you what though 
one of the worst mistakes I've ever made on a plane. I've made a few. But when we were flying to All-Star Weekend and we had to do Los Angeles to New Jersey for a layover back to Cleveland, the flight was at like 7 in the morning. And I was on a plane for like 9 or 10 hours that day. 7 in the morning, I take 100 milligrams. That's a that's an experience. And uh, the whole day. And then we landed. By the time we landed in Cleveland, we went to this big fancy dinner. I was like, dude, I'm interviewing Kate at like 7 the next morning. Like, I want to go to bed. I've been zonked out of my mind <laughs> literally all day. Literally all day. Um, and the Cleveland airport was like really easy to navigate, which was nice. But navigating Newark's airport wasn't very nice. I digress. Uh, James. <laughs> Do you? What's so funny? I don't, just your do stories, you have any? Yeah, just your stories, and then they just you just end them. Abruptly. They just end. They just yeah. end. I don't know where was I? Was, I was super high on a plane. And that's it. Uh, already, James. If you're if our folks are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe. If you're feeling generous, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you could also leave five stars. We will catch you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I got threw off by a, a work message I got, and now I'm just like hey, frazzled. Let me ask you something. You and Shams ever talk hoops? Like, does he ever give takes? No. We don't. Does he actually not? I mean, I don't. I mean, my we don't really. We like. Don't. I would love to know. Like, what is he? Like, what is he? When he watches a player, is he like, I don't like this guy. Like, we don't like D'Angelo Russell, and it's fine. We just talk about. It's not for us. The experience isn't for us. Like, who's that for? Like Woj and Shams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a good question. No, we don't really. I mean, we talk. Of course, we talk basketball, but we don't talk like. This guy's mid-range pull-up. No, we talk about like right. reporting. You're not like you see that Patrick Williams hammer screen the other night. Yeah, that was insane. Exactly. That was insane. Yeah, Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we will catch you guys in the next one. Peace. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.